Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels, episode 230. So we're wrapping up interview or interviewer week. I guess it's interviewer. (laughs) Um, In any case, uh, you know, you're the interviewer, you're giving interviews, and we're talking about um, how to do that in a more impactful way to really serve your audience. And today we're going to talk about the fact that you and the person you're interviewing you're partners, but you're not twins. And um, I've alluded to this a little bit on former episodes, but I really wanted to drive this point home um, in the final interviewer. So, uh, inter- uh, in the final episode today on being an interviewer. So, what would you say the number one sin of an interviewer is? Right? And there's lots of things that an interviewer might do that aren't considered great, right? They could um, ask rude questions, they could allow too much silence, um, they could speak too loudly or too softly, um, they could not manage the time well. There's, there's lots of skills, right, that you want an interviewer to have. However, what I wanted to share with you today, and this is something um, that I also always have to be cognizant of, cognizant of myself to not do this, is hogging the mic. Okay. If you're the interviewer and the other person's being interviewed, they are the guest of honor, right? The audience is there to hear from them and not you. And what can happen sometimes is you don't always have a choice in who you're interviewing, right? Sometimes you're just a facilitator or someone asks you to do this and you don't know that person and you don't know whether they're going to have great content or not. And at a certain point, you can just sort of monologue and start taking over. uh, And then, you know, people start to hear your voice more than the interviewee. They start to hear your opinions more than the interviewee when and it's it's sort of like cognitively dissonant. They're like, wait a second, who's the interviewer and who's the interviewee? Right. This this wasn't billed as a conversation. This was billed as an interview. Why is, as an interview, why is the facilitator taking over and acting like they're the one being interviewed? So, a couple things. If you have, in your mind, much better material than the person you're interviewing, well, you probably should be interviewing someone else, right? But obviously that doesn't help with the problem right now um, that you're in. Or you should reevaluate your role as an interviewer and maybe you should work on being a guest um, because if for some reason, you know, you have difficulty with that, um, maybe your natural role is more being interviewed uh, rather than being an interviewer. However, for the moment, what's important, because again, it's always about the audience, is for you to do your job as the interviewer. It's your, po- it's your job to um, get the best result out of the person who's being interviewed so the audience can learn and hear and experience what they were told they were here to learn and experience, right? What they, uh, you know, want and expect to happen. And one quick side note on this, 
is um, sometimes you may have overlapping expertise or may even disagree with some of the things that the person you're interviewing has to say on a topic that, you know, you have subject matter expertise as well. It's not shocking that they might ask someone who knows about physics to interview a famous physicist or, you know, social media to interview someone who is really good at social media. However, um, you know, one um, thing to consider and think about is if you think about uh, what you're sharing as a flashlight, right, and then what they're sharing as a flashlight, right, when you shine too brightly, right, when you hog the mic and you are just saying, me, 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 this is what I know, this is what I think, you can't see as clearly what the other person has to share and neither can the audience because you're shining too brightly and you're just taking up all the air and the bandwidth and the sound waves, right? So if you think about uh, this metaphor of shining and flashlights, as an interviewer, it's your job to help frame the light of the person you're interviewing to help them shine so the audience can see very clearly and impactfully what they have to share, the value that they're bringing to the audience, why they were selected to be interviewed. Um, so what I'd love for you to do today is the next time you're in a conversation with someone um, for uh, a little bit, and I'd say like in the beginning and for however long is appropriate, give them a chance to shine, right? Just ask them some questions and instead of, you know, instead of jumping as soon as they're done saying, well, you know, when this happened to me, right, let them shine, you know, continue to be curious, ask them follow up questions, really explore that and just treat them as the person being interviewed and get some practice um, in letting someone else shine, even if in this instance, you know, you're not interviewing the person formally, but it'll give you a good sense and a feel for the difference between having a one-on-one -on -one conversation where it's a conversation of equals versus where you're an interviewer and you're supposed to be interviewing the person. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. 
Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. We're kicking off Season 24 with Episode 231, and this is called Finding Anna, as in Anna Delvey Week. So uh, recently saw this show on Netflix, was uh, highly entertaining. Um, there's an actress, Julia Garner, who plays Anna Delvey, the fake um, socialite. I think she was the fake German socialite um, that actually went to jail for uh, a lot of um, fraud uh, in New York and basically fooled a lot of people into feeling that she was um, some sort of amazing uh, heiress and very rich. Um, where it was really more of a of a scam or a con. And she's played by Julia Garner. Uh, you may have seen her in The Americans or uh, Ozark with Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Uh, just really, um, I think she's a great uh, young uh, actress and she gives a great performance as Anna Delvey. Now this is... Um, think based on the story or based on an article uh, about her. Um, however, obviously, like these sorts of shows, they, they tend to um, add some flavor or fictionalization as well. So it's not like a strict documentary, but highly uh, entertaining. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.